Brothers Minisode. Uh, I am great. your host, Brian Gobbins, and this is my half brother, Jack. Jack, Hi. how you doing? Hello. Fine. Yeah. So uh, we are going to watch a movie for you today. Uh, Jack hasn't seen this one. Only I have been privy to its wonder. It's a film called Fateful Findings, uh, and uh, it is available for you to watch on Pornhub for free. Yeah. Uh, is Are we watching? Are you just going to show me pornography? I'm not going to show you, Brian? but there is. If you do go on Pornhub and search for Fateful Findings uh, to find it, it is not a porno movie, but like many movies of Neil Breen's oeuvre. Is this, are you fucking, wait, are you doing Neil Breen again? Yeah, well, it's Breen's Giving. We're celebrating Breen's Giving. What? It's Breen, it's Thanksgiving. What's Breen's Giving? Breen's Giving is sort of like Thanksgiving, but it's a little bit more shirtless. It's is a that why you don't have a shirt passionate. on? It's because of Breen? Oh. Yes, it's it's one of the reasons. Also, I have this terrible bod- uh, uh-huh. body odor. I think you you can smell yeah. it from here. As I'm talking, it's sort of it's pungent enough that it gets... I haven't showered in a long, long time, mm. my friend. Um, you and, said you were making a, uh, a big you, meal, and, it's, and that's just you. The smell is you. It's not the cooking. That's what's... No, that's oh. not cooking. I just wanted I just wanted you to to come in because you looked hesitant when you yeah. first smelled it. It's uh it's it's not a big meal at all. I have rubbed some of the more scented fermented Ugh. mushrooms oh. on myself to sort of make it smell more like a turkey dinner in here, but that's oh, all me, God. baby. That is it's pure I, I was going to say it didn't and, smell like turkey. It just smelled like something very uh, dank and stank, stanky. Thank you. I I consider myself like a dank, pungy, purple kush of a human being. And you guys are right here with me. If you're... If you're listening at home, if you're at home or at church listening to this, take that shirt off and celebrate Breen's Aren't giving. Aren't there like hundreds of movies We're in there we can watch? There's, there's, there, we have to watch another Neil Breen movie? I don't know if we have to, but we are Great. going to. So uh, if you'd like to know what this movie is all about, I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, Neil Breen takes on corruption, much like the people on your uh, Facebook page uh, who are constantly talking about uh, you know, the election results, whether or not you want to hear about it. Neil Breen's that kind of freedom fighter, but he's also a magic Christ figure, and he also gets his way that with the ladies like the, That sounds like I well. am here now. That sounds like the exact same movie. <laughs> well, when you, I guess you're right. They do have a theme to them. Uh, but we'll be right back, okay? And if you want to, you know, know what we're talking about, go on to Pornhub <laughs> right now. You will see some... People look at porn. Go on Pornhub. Just go. Just go. Get a premium account. You don't need it, but it's it's worth it. Trust me. And then, you know, if you do look at this movie, there will be some porn ads in the margins. So just be aware of that if you're watching with your grandparents, which I do recommend because Neil Breen might look like <laughs> either of them. Um, all right. So here we go. We're going to watch Fateful Findings. I can't wait to see what Jack thinks. We'll be right back. Okay, I hope we're all off Pornhub right now. Uh, Jack, how you feeling? Yep. We just watched Fateful Findings. I uh, I am blown. I'm blown away. Like so, I was. I'm blown. Like some of those porn ads that were on. <laughs> yeah, don't look at those uh, ads. Pornhub. Don't look at the uh, uh, the incredibly graphic Pornhub uh, sidebar ads. 
I mean, it, it, it's essentially the same movie as I Am Here Now, but it's for some reason way better, and I don't know why. <laughs> so I, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I liked it. Findings. I really, I really found I wasn't, I, there was no 12 minute long shots of the same thing. I mean, there were, <laughs> but there, it seemed like, it seemed paced better than I Am Here Now. It, it, it was right, it, Did he right. make this first? After. I think I believe I am here now is prior to this. I mean, I, oh, okay. I would have so to look it up. And I, so he hit his stride after in Fateful Findings is what I he's, feel like it. I mean, this movie looks a lot better than I am here now. It, it looks, looks better. It feels for sure. more like a real movie. It's closer to Tommy Wiseau's The Room in a lot of right. ways. That's what it. That's what it felt like. It. it I mean. It, I mean. It's god awful. It is trash. It's. But I was entertained pretty much the whole time. So that's that's a plus. It's it's pushed its way up to be my third favorite bad movie that I've seen. Uh, of all time. <laughs> so I Am Here Now is first. No, I Am Here Now is not. <laughs> cut the not, is second. None of the ones that we've seen have made the cut up until this oh, point. Okay. Um, my other two are, uh, this is number three. Number two is Miami Connection, which I love very dearly. Oh, you yeah, know that yeah, movie. Yeah. We'll do that yeah. for our, our upcoming live episodes uh, where we go to your town and bring COVID with us and infect every person. <laughs> it's going to be really uh, the, upsetting. The COVID carnival tour. Yeah, the COVID carnival tour. It's a kissing <laughs> booth um, and also a sneezing and retching booth. It's it's a terrible idea. It's brought to you by Elon Musk. He sponsored the whole thing. So if you have any problems, you gotta make, gotta buy a Tesla. Go you on his to. Twitter and complain right now, but we're making that money, son. Uh, and if you'd like to give us um, more money, buy a mug. It's uh, it's holiday season. Buy those mugs on Bunker Brothers Podcast. It's Breen's Giving, but after that is Breen's Friday, okay? That's all I'm saying. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird... Uh, so if you don't yeah. know Neil Breen, he's kind of what I previously described as a shriveled up version of... Uh, I always forget the guy's name, Richard Gere. So he's kind of a shriveled up Richard Gere-esque figure. That's like... Because Richard Gere is very shriveled, so like he's... <laughs> to be more shriveled than Richard Gere is like really shriveled. Imagine you replaced all of Richard Gere's faith in himself actually no he has the same he has more faith in himself than richard gear yeah, how many richard gear movies are he, is there one where he plays jesus replace buddhism with himself in the mirror <laughs> and that's this oh is your God. new richard gear so he writes his own movies he stars in them he's like kevin smith only with no sense of humor. I can't tell if it's supposed to be funny. It's one of those things. Right. He's either the funniest person in the history of the world. He's either Tim and Eric combined with Eric Andre, yeah. or he is completely up his own butt. <laughs> and it's hard to tell <laughs> which is which. He's the guy in the world. He's just, but he's also the best guy in the world because he makes these like. Uh, incredibly passionate love letters to himself and his beliefs that it's end up being so very, very entertaining for me weird. at the very least. So anyway, there's just I guess yeah, there's no way somebody that much of a narcissist. I don't. He's just I don't think he's self. There's no way it's an. He's not Andy <laughs> this, Kaufman. He's this just is a, just what you you got yourself into this same spiral during I am here now. You're like, is yeah, it a I joke don't. or is it not a joke? It has to be. <laughs> I a don't joke. know. Not, I mean, I am here now felt more like a joke than this movie, which has such a friend. Frenetic, I, I hate to say frenetic pace to it, but if you're actually trying to pay, if you if you just write off everything in this movie as okay, that's stupid, that's nonsense, whatever, and try to actively not make sense of it, like nothing's yeah. happening and it's all bullshit. But if you watch <laughs> it the way I did just now and pay very way too close attention <laughs> to all the plot lines of all the mystical nonsense going on, because when I think of this movie, I don't I think of the iconic garage scene, which is one of the best yeah. scenes in and also the iconic press conference scene at the end um, oh man so good so good I, uh, so good man. and we'll, and we'll get to that we'll get to that but i forgot there was a whole mystical magical spirit holy spirit thing <laughs> i don't know what it is i still don't um but it all centers around this old book and this black cube even though it's not really a cube it looks like more like a yeah. dodecahedron or something but let's start it off with the plot of this so we start the movie begins in a beautiful storage center and we <laughs> zoom in down this hallway on this old old book on a table then oh yeah that is, we yeah. go to a field 
where uh, some kids are having a very, very magical day. And um, if you weren't sure if it was a magical day or not, they say it's a magical day enough times they to write make down you sure. It's a magical it's day a magical in her day, diary, which is important. Her diary is a plot point later. So they're walking yeah. by a cow skull or a goat skull, and it slowly turns to move to show the audience something's not quite right here, man. Something uh-uh. magical. What's going on? It's a magical day. So. They find a solitary mushroom living of its free will in the way that only a mushroom can. Trust the fungus. Hashtag Super Mario Bros. movie. And this is actually another movie where they do literally trust the fungus. And so they're looking at this mushroom and it becomes a satchel. And inside the satchel (laughs) is a small gold box. And inside the box is some jewels and the black cube. The very black cube that will someday, you know, bring them both together. Uh, Baby Neil Breen and his baby love. Baby love, is that right? Mm, I don't think I should have said that's that. From, uh, that's a 90-day fiancé. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they find this buried treasure, even though it's sort of just sitting out in the open. They refer to it as buried treasure. Then they rebury the treasure, and it becomes a mushroom again. Um, right. And then we cut to Neil Breen is a, still a kid at this point, and he's watching his, like, uh, also a kid girlfriend being taken away by her parents. Slowly driven away. <laughs> right, very slowly. <laughs> for a very long time. Well, slowly waving out the window. They're um, moving, but they're not in a hurry. They're, they don't need... They don't start work for a while. I don't know. So so we cut to modern day Neil Breen in all his handsome glory. Um, And uh, he's using his flip phone, which is very important in this movie. He's got his flip phone with the keyboard out and he's he's on the phone and then he stops to look at it in the middle of the street or he drops it and he gets just fucking creamed by this car. Um, and actually, that scene actually looked good. Like, I know. The car I, I was scene thinking about good. that. I was like, <laughs> that's why you can tell this is clearly a prestige picture made after the success <laughs> of I Am Here Now. Because, that one shot? Because he wouldn't have been able to afford a shot of him getting creamed by a car. I mean, it looked better it's than possible. The, it's possible he just did his own stunt and he actually got hit by a car. It's possible, is, but uh, what if he had the virility to rip off mm, so many women's shirts later in this movie, if that was true? That's true. And also, yeah, he ripped a lot of shirts. It looks great when he gets hit by a car, not just because you're like, finally, Neil Breen's getting hit by a car. Um, He's dead. Thank God. Thank God. The movie's over. Um, <laughs> I will say that. My first time through this movie, I was too mesmerized. This time through, I took many breaks because it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still. Let's let's take a step back. It's still an exhausting movie to watch. It's over. It's a hundred minutes. It's it's it's. Uh, it feels like three hours long. I don't know yeah. why that is because it is very enthralling. I think it's because it's emotionally exhausting. It's like an assault on the senses. It's like watching Fantasia. Right. You need like an intermission. Um, and anyway. <laughs> Neil Breen is dead, and Aussie guy's there. He's like, I'm a witness. I saw it right there. And um, somebody, even though the car is still there, so it's like pretty obvious what happened. A Rolls Royce, by the way. A Rolls a very Royce. Now, handsome Rolls Royce. I, I have a question. Is the woman who hits him the same doctor who's his lady love? In the movie? I don't know. They don't show her. They show her feet. It's the same thing where they just I, I show that guy's feet. I thought they showed she was a blonde lady, and there's only two blonde uh, ladies in the movie, so... Maybe. I mean, it's possible, but I don't think she was supposed to be. Uh, that doesn't... Yeah, I don't know. It's possible that's why she... I thought she was, like, wearing sunglasses and dressed like a femme fatale. Uh, yeah. But whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, he only had so wrong. many actors that agreed to <laughs> there's help. Only like, so there's many a people. Lot of... After the success of I Am Here Now, you'd think people would be, you know begging at the door but i guess not nope um not at all so anyway he uh he gets hit by this car he's on the ground everyone's like oh he's like gushing blood and uh he he has this orb i called it an orb but it's actually referred to later in the movie as the black cube and it's a small black object that he that sort of appears in his hand, he either had it or it just sort of appears in his hand. And, 
it's also like the the what gets him out of the hospital. He's like healed by yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. The do- I don't know how that, I, that that none of this makes sense. The doctor shows up <laughs> and <laughs> he's in the hospital. The doctor's like it's very serious and his wife shows up who is like got the worst role in this movie of anybody without a doubt. And she shows up. She comes in crying. It feels like they didn't have enough microphones to give her one, so she's like constantly mm-hmm. shouting her lines. Um, yeah, she was shouting, and then his fi- he's so bloody, and his, he's like he looks like the Elephant Man in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fl- normally he looks like the Elephant Man, but has a mask <laughs> he's on. Wearing so he's wearing really this weird Elephant cool. Man bandage, and it's so funny. Um, there's a scene where he's in the shower making love to his wife with the bandages on, and he's That's, completely butt I mean, naked, uh, and she's wearing yeah. a dress, and it's just like, what is happening here? Why is he and he's just bleeding all over her? Right. And then. <laughs> You, That's the thing about this movie is every scene is so terribly acted that you think it's about to be softcore pornography. Right. Like, that's the thing about Neil Breen movies is, like, are they going to... Is it going to get really... But it's not. It's always, like, weird PG-13... <laughs> it's side boob. Like, There's a lot of side, side boob. It's so weird. This movie, like, the, the backbone of this movie is waking up next to a woman who's too good for you, laying on her chest with her giant... Uh, it just happens so many times. Her giant fake boobs that are clearly so she's next to the camera, so you can see as much side boob as humanly possible. Uh, Somebody watched this as actual pornography and got very frustrated for an hour and forty minutes <laughs> because they kept thinking something was going to happen because it's on Pornhub. Why would it be on Pornhub <laughs> if it wasn't pornography? I mean, if you're into shirt ripping, this is your movie, man. If Let's you're into go. Neil Breen, it is. Very erotic. <laughs> anyway, so the doctor's like, he's not looking good. He uh, Neil Breen has this drunken friend who's just like the worst throughout the movie. Uh, he's just a uh, he just alcoholic. Yeah, and he's just like <laughs> community theater. Uh, that's like his response to everything. He wishes it was he was in community theater <laughs> someday. That's his dream. Someday he's showing them he's in a movie. <laughs> I'm in a movie now, bitch. Um, so <laughs> Neil Breen is. Uh, in the hospital, and this woman, this blonde woman, who will become very important later, will later learn it's his childhood friend, wanders Ooh, into the spoilers. hotel room. She or not hotel room, into the hospital room, uh, and is like, "Huh, he's not my patient, but I'll check him out." We learn later she doesn't look at his <laughs> chart, so she doesn't realize who it is. I'm like, stellar, Simple incredible doctoring, doctor mistake, yeah, total. <laughs> I just wander into patients' rooms and I'll check in on them. Okay, aren't is you that busy? Your job? You're a doctor. You're a job. Yeah, I mean, you're a job. That's my new expression. You're a job. You're a job, man. You're a job. You're so a get job. to it. Be a job. Be a job. Um, anyway, <laughs> so while he's in the hospital, the orb appears in his hand again. It somehow heals him. It gives him the power to rise. So he he leaves the hotel room or the hospital room. I don't know why I keep saying it. Why is it? I mean, they might have filmed it in a hotel you're right, room. It could maybe be. that's why you're. Um, yeah. And he he shows his ass out of his hospital gown for a long, long shot for, for some reason, time. and then yeah. he fades away and then appears in his own home. Right, teleportation's a big a big thing in this movie. So get used to it. Um, as as is hacking. So it's a movie where you have to be able to hack, but you also have to be able to move through walls. So there's right. a lot of infiltration. It's basically an X-Men movie. Um, so he's, t- he's in the shower, and he's washing out his gushing wounds, as you do. They are not healed. They are still gushing. He is ble- he's bleeding bad in the shower. He's like g- He clearly needed to heal a little longer. <laughs> he and has bloody shower sex with his elephant bandage on uh, with his wife. Don't get the wound wet. You shouldn't get the wound wet. I, I don't, don't know anything about like much about uh, well, you, wounds, but you're not you supposed to... You don't want that blood to coagulate. You don't yeah. want it to heal or form a scab. You want to get water right in there. Wash out everything that's so. within you so it's on the floor. So. Um, on your wife. On your wife. <laughs> wife's. It's a symbol for how much you love her. You would bleed Is it? for her. Does he love her, though? So the next scene is that, yeah, oh yeah, he loves her. He's always okay, been okay. supportive of her. I've always uh, been supportive of you. He says that, so it must be true. Uh, everyone in this movie Everything. repeats the same lines over and over again, more than like they're doing yeah. both takes back to back. Uh, anyway, 
so <laughs> she's like his wife is on the phone with somebody and she's like he seems fine and then we cut to Neil Breen and he's just like clutching at his head wound in pain <laughs> uh, he's surrounded by 56 laptops at all times and none of them are on the entire movie. <laughs> he never turns them no on. Electri- no electronics are ever on. His phone wasn't on. His five laptops are not on. And he breaks them constantly. He <laughs> he's, spills coffee on them. He's, he's never used a mouse or a trackpad. He's always tapping at random uh-huh. buttons on the keyboard as right. hard as he possibly can. He's And he's the best hacker <laughs> of all time. And he can't even turn a computer on. We keep cutting back to his friends and his wife, who's like this beautiful blonde lady who Neil Breen will not let wear a bra under any circumstances. <laughs> and that's one of the. <laughs> that's like the yeah. thing. It's Neil Breen again is just like Star Wars. There's no bras in Neil Breen. So it's not, um, not in my universe, baby. It's not, not in my Breen's universe. Uh, so basically. There's all there's some trouble in paradise with his neighbors and the the wife the husband's like why won't you have sex with me and like the answer yeah. is just like look at him but like the other thing is she's tired her she's back tired. hurts I'm too busy she says she's sitting motionlessly on the couch tired. Uh, all they do is drink all day all we do is drink wine and throw it at each other and their daughter <laughs> is listening and she becomes a problem later <laughs> yeah a problem I'm for really, Chris Hansen yeah um, Jeez. Christ. So anyway, uh, so there's that plot line going on. That'll come up later, but it just we keep going back to the neighbors and their unhappy marriage. So that's something that's important to keep in mind. Well, the neighbors, they're also Neil Breen and his wife's best friends. Right, right. So they are related. The best friend who's like a drunken oaf was also the guy who visited in the hospital. So (laughs) we cut back to our our hero, Neil, and... uh, he, we have maybe the most unearned dumping pills in the toilet scene in movie <laughs> history. Like he's he just fresh out of the hospital. I don't care what the orb did. He should be taking his pain medications. And he like he's like he's like, honey, where are my pills? I need my pills. And she's like, I'll get them. And then she goes yeah. to get the pills, sneaks a couple into her pocket, and then Ooh, gives him the rest. Uh-oh. And he's like, well, you know what? After I just yelled at you to get these while sitting motionlessly, I'm not going to take these anymore. Gets up, tosses them in the toilet. She's like, no. Then there's a shot of her reaching into the toilet. And you know yeah, that he didn't. doesn't flush them down the toilet. So it's just like he just wants to look at them later. <laughs> he doesn't flush. He could have easily flushed them. I didn't even piece that together. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So Once he's in the toilet, nobody will want him, especially my drug addict wife. Right. And his wife is just like reaching in the toilet and I just feel so bad for that actress like everything she has to do sucks so bad uh, it's like you think Neil Breen's on his hands and knees scrubbing that toilet for her use or is it just the same one that all I'm the sure, I'm sure he had a PA do it yeah and after the PA, PA I mean, another it, actor. like all the dudes on <laughs> yeah. set are using what's clearly just Neil Breen's house all these things seem to take place in the same Las Vegas neighborhood it looks like the same pool from I am here yeah, now just, exactly it, it all looks the same looks the same from the double my pleasure scene it's the same stuff none of that like horrible shantytown architecture i kind of miss that um that that wheelchair guy from i am here now who lives in that broken house that's just ruins oh my god (laughs) um anyway so Neil Breen uh, keeps on having this black cube appear on his desk. It basically appears to him when he needs it most. He keeps having hallucinations of himself naked before this magic book that we saw in the first shot of the movie. And yeah, in like a black room covered in... It's clearly just a bunch of garbage yeah, bags. Yeah, it's that very much just a weird-shaped room covered in garbage bags and yeah. Neil Breen naked in it. He, he, he fascinate, he's fascinated with himself naked. He hallucinates about himself naked a lot so yeah then he we go to him in therapy which you'd think okay for neil this is probably necessary but it's just a scene so he can shit on therapists and make himself feel, feel like out to be this hero who nobody understands doesn't wait he has two therapists though. Like, he has, he has two that. therapists that's true but one's more like a shaman like a spiritual right. leader who later yeah. fades away into nothingness <laughs> yeah unexplainably fades away but it's 
seems yeah. like it's a court appointed therapist because we learn later in the movie that the therapist has been uh, secretly talking to his wife and that's who his wife's been calling. So it's like, oh, I don't know okay. why though. Like, I don't know what his, maybe everybody's corrupt and that's like his worldview, but I don't know what he thinks a therapist is supposed to do. Also, his therapy office is like this boardroom so that they're at the end of these long tables and it feels yeah, there's like... there's nowhere to relax. There's no couch to relax on. It's not... Uh, it feels like very the dinner business-y. scene in Batman 1989 where it's Michael <laughs> Keaton across the table from Kim Basinger. And <laughs> it's just like really awkward, but it's, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke or to represent the distance between them or what, but like it's also the guy who plays the therapist. It was probably looks the like... room that they had available on the day of shooting. <laughs> And this one's empty. Let's go. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I, I wrote down. It's unclear whether he has hallucinations or it's the orb because he stopped taking his meds. So oh. he's. It's sort of playing with this magical realism. Uh, Is he? Or did he just forget his own plot point? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, there's a great scene where he's at his desk. And he he passes out to have a hallucination, and he knocks his coffee cup over <laughs> all over his desk and laptops. But it's a good thing because he has so many. And when he wakes up, he tries to drink the coffee again as first thing. Like, oh, if I could just have some coffee, I'd be able to stop this total oh, mental God, breakdown. So stupid. Whatever. Um, so well, I guess no, because so he he's an author. <laughs> Right, but he's also <laughs> right. That's his job. His job is a, being an author, and he hates yeah. it. He's the only <laughs> person in the world who is like, like you don't. No one's making you be an author. Like there's no he demand. There's literally no demand. So like, uh, yeah. So he hates it. He's constantly on the phone with his bosses at the publishing house, being like, "No, I don't have a book. I don't want to write book. It's not a book. It's research. I'm research." <laughs> government corruption because uh, yeah. he's also he has a master's in computer hacking so he doesn't need all this shit um, he mentions it one time and then it's clear he's a great he's the best he found more information about government and, and business corruption than anybody ever anybody ever he announces it at the press conference later so you yeah. know it's true um, that's anyway. a lot of information that's a lot of corruption Pretty so, so they're like they decide they're gonna have a dinner party with their neighbors and they're like sure our marriage is in turmoil we'd love a break um right. and, and none of nothing everything takes place during the day there's no night scenes at all which they is can't weird. afford lights are you crazy <laughs> um just use the vegas sun baby uh <laughs> so like uh they're having this nice dinner and the oafish neighbor spills his beer and he's like whoopsie um, so Neil Breen yeah. makes a connection with their teenage daughter who like really shouldn't be there uh, like the actress really shouldn't be there like I don't know if she's underage or what but it's just really uncomfortable right. so Neil's like really into the daughter um, and <laughs> he writes the daughter as if she's like four years old he's, he's like so what's your report about she's like it's about elephants she looks like she's yeah. 17 it's like really weird and I'm writing and, about elephants and the neighbor's like, don't tell him about that. He doesn't care about that. And he's like, no, I want to hear about the elephants. And then the that girl gets scene mad. Is rough. <laughs> he has a headache. And that's that. Uh, so he's going to start hacking into corruption. We cut back to the neighbor to see the side boob for the first time. He's like obsessed. He seems angry at himself that he couldn't cast uh, the neighbor's wife as one of his as girlfriends. His wa- yeah, so yeah, he just totally. he tries to put her like in boob showing situations as much as possible. For- you don't want to touch Neil Breen shirtless? I'll show you. Yeah, right. And like, it seems like she wouldn't be sleeping in such a male gazy seductive manner like an uncomfortable for her manner if they weren't having sex like her and her husband which seems to be a plot point so whatever it's like this is just how it's like the uh what was that movie hard ticket to hawaii version of like female behavior where it's just like well we are having a conversation so i might as well shower in front of you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Neil Breen wishes he could make hard to get to Hawaii. That oh, he is, wishes. That's like his dream wish. I feel like if he showed hard ticket to Hawaii to Neil Breen, he's like, I could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can show? 
boobs? Like a movie that has that's trying to be fun. Oh, I get I it. Don't understand. Can I be sure listen to it too? <laughs> of course, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his wife gets addicted to pills. Uh, the movie is starts to lose control at the exact moment when he says, "My life is out of control." Uh, like it starts to get filmed in more weird ways, yeah. <laughs> like like on the ground shots from across the table, and he's like angrily tapping at his computer, and then like it's like this all this like weird camera movement and disorienting stuff, and then his wife who has this Eastern European accent just goes, "My job sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard because it just hits like this brick. It just shatters the reality of all the turmoil. My job sucks. <laughs> it's just like she forgot she was mic'd this scene because it's been so selective. Just shout it. Got to talk over the air conditioner in my apartment. Um, uh, that's so funny. Look, I don't mean I need to tell you this, but I haven't been working on my book. I've been I've working been on my research and it's going to change everything. <laughs> And she's like, I want to keep taking my pills, no rehab. And he's like, I've been so supportive of you. Tries to think of an example. Can't. I've been so supportive of you. Not in the script. There's <laughs> so anyway, uh, so after they have that conversation, they have a sex scene on top of his laptops. <laughs> <laughs> they start shirt ripping each other. He, just he ripping goes through so many laptops. I know, and he's throwing books at them left and right. His book that doesn't have cover <laughs> art that he's just constantly throwing and signing <laughs> copies of. Uh, this gigantic Bible esque tome. And so, anyways, it's yeah. it's, it, I think it's the Da Vinci Code that they got it's on the sale at Goodwill. Um, it's Harry Potter <laughs> eight, and uh, yeah, yeah, the, he he rips her shirt. And she rips his shirt, and as she's ripping his shirt, he gets this, like... And there's I think laughing. There's, there's nothing scarier than him smiling and being eagerly happy. Yeah. He looks genuinely crazy. He has this smile that seems like yeah. he's he's going to kill somebody. Um, and yeah. Thank God there's <laughs> other people there filming this, because otherwise this lady would be in actual trouble. And you know there was trouble on set, because it switches from take one to take two, like, much later in the day, or <laughs> with, like, different makeup yeah. very clearly. And even when they go in for kisses, <laughs> they're these very small non-makeout kisses, and this otherwise, you know, it should be a passionate so weird. scene. But it's just like, this is the amount, yeah. I will kiss you, Neil, we've been over this due to your long takes. So... Things are, yeah, things are it's like he's out. married, but in some weird friend zone where they like they <laughs> hug and it's, it's fucking weird. I met them all in acting class. I tried to sleep with them there. I said they could be in my movie to make uh, make things up with them. <laughs> I didn't tell them they'd be topless the whole time, and now or you know it's how it is. It's how it is. I just uh, assumed you'd be comfortable with nudity. That's why I didn't bring it up at the this audition. This is a real movie, and it needs real nudity. Um... <laughs> So basically he starts he stops going to his old therapist and starts going to this old lady who's like a shaman who knows about the magic inside him just like innately. She's like it's meant for you. There was a ghost you saw at the beginning of the movie which is just represented by like white clouds going across the screen. Right. It, l- um, it looks like a lens flare basically. Yeah, it looks like a lens flare. Um and so he starts like accepting this magic cube power he has. So he starts staring at himself in mirrors and teleporting Ugh. places. Uh, his wife sits on his lap, and she looks gigantic compared to the small, frail Neil. <laughs> it's just like she's not even that big a lady. She just looked tall. I'm like big woman, crush Neil Breen, small body. Um, and he's just like, I need you to go away now. And then when we cut to the next scene, he's like, I'm so sorry for saying you need to go away now. (laughs) Yeah. What a wild roller coaster of emotions this has been. Jesus. Uh, And she's like, I know you're having an affair. And he's like, I know I'm a sex symbol, baby, but no, I'm not having an affair. Come on, me? Shirtless Uh, Neil Breen? No. Every woman wants me, as we'll soon see. Uh, But uh, I'm just frustrated with writing. I've been hacking into government and corporate (laughs) secrets all over the world. Actual line from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So 
<laughs> he goes back to trash back room and this is why I took notes because there's a lot going on in this movie and I tried I, the first time I watched this I was too mesmerized I couldn't piece any of it together this time I tried to really try to understand what's going on with the mysticism plot oh, line yeah? uh, it's, 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 it's weird it's weird um, anyway he's back in the tr- trash bag room the book is there he's 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 Neil he's naked he's reading an old old book <laughs> then back to reality no explanation uh, then they have a pool party, and it looks like the same pool from I Am Here Now. Uh, just like this we is said. the life, baby. This is the life. Double your pleasure. So double your pleasure. <laughs> so the female doctor from earlier is there. Uh, again, it's not his doctor, and his doctor isn't there. So it's weird that she came to the party. She hasn't been in the movie again. She <laughs> he's talking yeah. to her, and she drops her same journal, which opens to the same exact page from when she was a kid. <laughs> hasn't been. It looks exactly day. the same quality too. Hasn't frayed or yellowed, and it says it's a magical it's day. It's a magical day. She also is not taking any other notes. No, for exactly. twenty five years. Um, I'm sorry, 50 this years. Is what I she don't know. Reveals, oh, I didn't think to look at your chart. Great doctor. Um, I think of you every day. It is you, isn't it? It is you. It is you, isn't it? Um, he immediately starts. Wasn't ho- she older when she left? <laughs> <laughs> Neil Green is five years younger in theory than this than this woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the math checks out on that actor wise. Uh, Neil Green looks like 65. Um, also, I hate this. I hate this scene because of all the like. They have weird diegetic crowd noise, and there's not a crowd of people anywhere. <laughs> like their party, they have party noise in the background, and That's there's only true. six people. Yeah, you're and right. it's really creepy. <laughs> they do that again at the press conference too, where they <laughs> they, so sh- they play applause after all of his lines, and then they'll cut to a yeah. scene of people not clapping. <laughs> It's like stock footage, leftover stock (laughs) footage from I Am Here Now, no doubt. Um, But anyway, so he starts covertly or not so covertly holding hands and flirting with this lady. He's blatantly hitting on this lady (laughs) in front of his wife and his friend. His wife gets distracted because the drunk oaf neighbor is knocking stuff over. And then he tries to grope (laughs) her for some reason. Yeah, Uh, I don't understand. She rejects him. And that becomes an important plot point for some reason. Uh, Just to be, there's like a lot of red herrings in this movie but the entire movie is just like a pile of red herrings so it doesn't really (laughs) all that matters is the black cube that's what i'm convinced of um so and i wrote down there's a lot going on but not a lot of it makes sense um so so the next day or another day he's at you know he's at work in his study and he sees his like underage teenage uh neighbor the his his neighbor's kid uh take yeah. off her top in his pool and she's like yeah hi neil breen i forget his name <laughs> in, in the movie and he's but. like oh no and he's like oh disgusting anyway back to work doesn't throw her out doesn't say anything to her it's just like geez louise a naked woman trying to seduce me i'm trying to hack into government just another day in neil breen's life right and so he leaves her in the house uh she comes inside and starts trying to take a seductive bath or something for him i don't know what's going on but he's like oh honey you're home he for whatever reason assumes it's his wife and he goes in there and he has a long talk with her where he has to act like this noble dude where he's just like he, I wrote down he's so noble he won't fuck his friend's underage daughter <laughs> yeah what a hero he's like he hires this actress to be in there he's like honey I know you want me so bad but you can't keep doing this you won't oh keep God, doing this so huh? uncomfortable um so then we get into, you know, he tells his wife about this incident. She tells the neighbor, the neighbor wife, the blonde is like, I they're can't believe shocked. this is happening. They're not well, shocked. They're supposed to be shocked. Like, ah, I don't, I don't know. They're like, Ugh, I'll talk to her. They, they sort of ignore the toplessness and the sexual component of it. It's just sort of weird. And then they throw wine on each other just so she can get wine on her braless t- uh, uh, tank yep. top so we can see nipple they hold the on scene that scene for a little no too long. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now we get to my favorite scene of the movie, which is the garage scene, which is, is kind uh-huh. of complicated. So let's break it down if we can. So 
he's he's constantly working on his red like Corvette thing. In, it's a Ferrari. It's a he Ferrari. has pictures of it everywhere. He loves he it. He loves a Ferrari. And uh, he's constantly working on it in the garage, which is supposed to be like a wedge issue for their marriage, which is crazy because he constantly wants to have sex with her and be with her, clearly. Uh, and his alcoholism is way more of a problem. Anyway, his wife gets a gun and... <laughs> She comes into the garage and is like, I'm going to shoot that Ferrari full of holes. And then uh, yep. fires once immediately into his head, uh, her husband's yep. head. Uh, can't aim. Can't mm-hmm. aim. So she kills him. Then her daughter shows up in the room and goes, you killed him. You killed him. And then yeah. reacts to him being dead and goes, dead? Ah, ah. And then they have this weird, like, Keystone Cops thing where she, her flailing daughter, she's preventing her. It's like, he, I didn't kill him. He killed himself. <laughs> yeah. And so then she plants the gun on him and starts telling everyone in the movie that he, he killed, killed himself. himself. And, and, kill himself. and Neil Breen comes over and cradles his dead friend and gets his friend's blood all over his face, keeps wiping his face with his friend's blood, and he's like, I yeah. can't believe you've done this. I can't, can't believe, believe you committed you've killed suicide. Him. I can't believe you committed suicide. Like he's really dressing him down for this. He's not like I can't he, believe it. He's like obsessed. Or not he's not obsessed. He's he's upset. That this guy did it, but like in a way, it's like, oh god, yeah, you oh, knocked shit. over my house of cards. <laughs> yeah. Later, um, he says, "That's not like him at all. It's like <laughs> he's, he's dead. He killed. He's done. He's literally dead. What do you mean it's not like him?" So then the wife, Neil Breen's wife, is like, "Since I rebuked him for him trying to grope me at the pool party, I'm the one who drove him to suicide." They immediately is that what she, all, is that what she yeah. thinks? Is that what that was? Yeah. The, oh man, that's why he gropes her at the pool party. Because she thinks that since she rejected him, which she was right to do, that that yeah, drove him to six suicide. There. Uh, <laughs> so, but like for some reason, they all believe this lie immediately, and even even the wife who shot him seems to be like a hundred percent. There's no investigation or anything. I mean, yeah, no, no one's checking the distance on the like the trajectories <laughs> or anything here. No one's searching for fingerprints. Um, and I'm just like, why don't they just like hold the orb to solve these problems? The orb is all the magic black cube. Um, hey, you sound like you sound like Neil Breen. Yeah, I know. I wish. Um, but <laughs> so I he keeps you know like we said he keeps. Uh, flashing back or forward or teleporting mentally to this trash bag room and there's a naked woman in there with him and I guess later we learn that's the doctor who's like his childhood friend is uh, it though? I don't think it doesn't look. It doesn't look like the same lady. It doesn't know. at first. It didn't at first because it looked like she had shorter hair in the beginning. But then later in the movie, they cut between the two of them, and I think it's it supposed is. to be her. It, it, I mean, it, it's supposed to be her, but is it her as an? Actress? I don't know. It might be question. the other lady. <laughs> it might yeah. be the 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 big titty murdery lady. I don't know how else to put it. The neighbor I should learn these characters' you could, names. You could just say the neighbor. You didn't have to say big titty. I'm murder, sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we keep watching these titty movies and it affects me emotionally. Titty movies? Titty movies. It's a hard titty to Hawaii. Tough titty. Okay. Um, okay. So basically, I was really impressed at one point that Neil Breen decided uh, to break cinematic convention and put an establishing shot mid scene. He, Where? What are you talking he, about? He's like, we're inside his therapist's office and then we cut to outside the building and then the door to let us know and then back to the therapist's office and i'm like you do that at the beginning it just it was like real like literally a bad cut that they they put in the movie and just kept i was like um so and his therapist's like, you're not seeing another therapist, are you? And he's like, no, I would never. No, but he is. Come but on. it's like, why? Why would that matter? Why? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Why is he keeping that a, a secret? I don't understand. <laughs> I uh, think the therapist is just—he's a concerned. He's—he feels the one. He doesn't want any therapist. He feels uh, bad. I guess it, it just seems like, like I said, it seems like Neil Breen's only understanding of therapy is being court appointed a therapist because it seems like he's like trying to <laughs> that's probably his only real life experience yeah, exactly like he's probably yeah. like so i have to keep shit from this guy because he's calling my wife and watching my every move it's like that's not what a therapist does buddy that's not that, their job 
they just get in your head and tell you you're not Jesus. And that's not what Neil Breen wants to hear. <laughs> that's not what anyone wants to hear. Um, so Neil sees his doctor lady love at the at the lake, and they sort of have this weird romantic moment. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a lot of like slow motion dream dancing at each other, and then they embrace. Yeah. Um, kind of hug and then they sort of kiss. I don't know. She reveals that she broke up with her fiance, who she'd previously brought to the pool party. Um, yeah. They they admit that they love each other. Uh, <laughs> they go back to see the mushroom, uh, and they have this magical moment where they keep saying it is a magical day. He says, <laughs> he says, and I quote, "It's a magical day. It's a magical time." A place where dreams come true, she replies. <laughs> uh, then he takes her top off. <laughs> then, he, <laughs> then she takes his top off. His top, right? Of course. Uh, meanwhile, as you are, as you are one to do. While they're having the most romantic moment of their lives, his wife is literally ODing on their marital bed, and they keep cutting between them two. It's, it's just like. So Neil Breen, the Shakespearean writer that he is, is just like, well, this plot line's opening up. Better as well close this other one and just kill the wife. Problem solved. No, I wasn't cheating because she died immediately as soon as we started dating. Uh, it's a magical time. Yeah, that's true. He gets over it very fast. Yes. His wife died. He yeah, died. you barely remember it care. happens. She yeah. conveniently kills herself at the exact moment he has an affair. Uh, yeah. The black cube fades. <laughs> and then, then, and then they're just immediately together. There's no funeral. Right. He's just replaced his yeah. uh, replaced well redhead wife with a blonde, the blonde lady who's always smiling and kind of looks like Tara Reid. Um, she looks like a non-drug Tara. She Reed. seems nicer than his old wife. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm, it's true. Not she to, seems more. Per, she seems like in real life Neil Breen hasn't sexually assaulted her yet, so she's like still <laughs> on board. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. I'm saying hypothetically. Please don't be litigious, Mr. Breen. We still want you on the show every episode. Um, No. Every episode from now on. Yeah, but they they don't have to see that, and it'll it'll bring us power. Um, So there's a scene I didn't understand or see the first time. I must have been too drunk. But uh, this time when I was watching it, I realized that there's a scene where she hands him, or he's just eating like a plate of lettuce, like it's salad, but there's yeah, no dressing. Spinach. On he's it. eating plain spinach, <laughs> and he puts it on a stack of like folders, and it falls over, and they're both like, yeah. "Oh, oh, oh, yeah. oh <laughs> what a goof! Oh what a goof! Dropping his lettuce, the lettuce. Don't oh, cry, spilled lettuce." Um, <laughs> It's, it's a this pretty guy incredible scene. lettuce all over his computers. What a and guy. And he's like, oh, by the way, I've been hacking into government secrets around the world. We and, know. And she's, <laughs> and she's like, I don't think that's a good idea, Davey. Seems dangerous. Uh, and she's, he's like, no one else but you knows. But also, I've come to suspect that a bunch of other people know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I tell everybody yeah, that I'm doing it. Because I tell it. everybody and swear them to secrecy. Uh, don't tell anyone. It's a big scam. Uh, so he starts throwing books again. Uh, and I forgot about this, too. His his new girlfriend gets kidnapped. So there's like a kidnapping subplot where oh, yeah. she gets that kidnapped does. by this dude who pulls her shirt up so he can see her midriff. And then uh-huh. he has this like five minute scene where the kidnapper literally in the struggle drops a card that says exactly where she'll be held. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes 45 minutes on the phone with her on her answering machine being like, you're not here. I'm here, but you're not here waiting for a response. It's a message. <laughs> She's not there. She doesn't, and, doesn't and, and, understand how answering machines work. And the address is right there. So he goes there. He acts like he's going to beat up the kidnapper, but the kidnapper is already drunk, so he doesn't beat him up. It's probably just his dead friend or something. <laughs> so he he stands on top of an apple box or a concrete block and then teleports into the room where she is bound uh-huh. and gagged, then takes takes her blindfold off and her gag off, and starts kissing her and is like, all right, I need to put these back on you. 
Why does he put the gag back on? You can't watch Neil Breen teleport. So, I think it's pretty obvious. But she's the obvious. one who knows about the magic. She's the magic nope. girlfriend. Uh huh. Oh. Don't want us. Can't watch. So he puts can't the blindfold we... back on and the gag on because you can't also talk about teleporting even if you don't <laughs> see it. Um, whatever. And um, <laughs> then. then then the daughter, the, the neighbor daughter shows up at his place and is like, the, the cops are at my mom's place. She killed him. It wasn't a suicide. And then there's a scene where he's just like grabbing the teenage daughter and shaking her. You have to tell somebody. You have to yeah. tell somebody. And she looks like she's going to laugh. Like she's like over this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, her face is recoiling because Neil Breen's breath is too close to her. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> um... So then we go to him in bed, and I think there's only one bedroom in this movie because <laughs> I'm yeah they have the same bed as they have the same bedroom the neighbors and I mean, they might be track housing or whatever, but uh, like it's because it, they're filmed in the same way and the wives always sleep face down topless so we can see their side boob even the yep. new girlfriend does that same thing Cassie um, side boob. So they're in bed and asleep, and stuff on his desk starts moving, and then, like, mirrors and walls keep shaking. We hold on them for a long time, and it's like the Holy Spirit is moving through. And then there's, like, some black shoes at the door and blood pouring out, and I guess that's supposed to represent (laughs) God visiting the house or something. Is it? Or whatever the higher power is that's, you know, the magic that's giving you stuff. See, to me, what it represented was uh, Neil has died, and he's a ghost this entire time. That's why none of the computers are on, because he doesn't need them to be on. Well, like, because he could just phase through them. He just phased through because he doesn't even exist. That's how he can hack. He can actually go into the mainframe. No, because then yeah. we would need at least one shot of him being in a, like a lawnmower man, cyberscape, uh, and his face. What are you being talking about? That's there. that black room. That black room is oh, the. Uh, so that's uh, the yeah. internet. Mm-hmm. That's the it internet. It was a series of tubes. <laughs> that's why it's so dark. Um, so I don't know what it represents. Is what I'm saying. I don't. I, I don't know. It if represents. Does I'll tell you. It represents the power oh, of God inside the black cube. Anyway, what? Um, <laughs> so he's like, "Hey, honey, God visited last night. I can't say any more about it. I'll be gone all day. I have to go to the desert. And in the middle of the desert, there's the book that from the first scene. And he's talking to the book. He's like, "I need you to tell me if we'll be okay." And the book just yeah. disappears. And then he wakes up in bed with not his really wife. Not really an answer. <laughs> not really an answer. Not a very good answer. And there's just like tassels on her chest, like not titty tassels, but just like. I guess they're the tassels from the book that yeah. were like on the bookmark. So, I think I think so. Yeah. And <laughs> and she's like, "What are these?" And she's like, "He's like, our friend gave them to us." <laughs> so stupid. So uh, then his magical shaman therapist fades away. Fades um, away. Yep. And at this point, I wrote down, can we just let a woman wear a comfortable top in this movie? Like, why can't she? <laughs> that old lady did. That old yeah, thing that's true. That's why she had to go. Uh, uh, she fades away. Sh- <laughs> and now we come to the big finale of the movie. And you're thinking, well, nothing's happened. How can there be a finale? Well, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, uh, Exactly. So they, they obviously couldn't film in front of City Hall for legal reasons. Neil Breen's still a wanted man in 40 states. <laughs> but, uh, but so they've got a blue screen and just a still image of City Hall behind him. And he's is having it, a press it, conference. Wait, I thought it was like, is it like the, is it like the Capitol building or is it just some random other building? I couldn't tell. I have no idea what it is. Las Vegas. I thought it was like the... Some yeah yeah some official looking building yeah. yeah it's it's I don't know I thought it was city hall but whatever it is it's some sort of government corporate building because they're all connected man yeah um, <laughs> so anyway he he gives a press conference to announce the fact that his hacking has hacked more people than anywhere in the world yeah he does sound a bit clapping. like Trump he does sound a bit like Trump he's just making <laughs> things up on the fly. Um, every time he announces how much he's hacked, everyone claps. <laughs> yeah. It's like canned. And they keep, like I said before, they keep cutting to the cameras and like <laughs> you can't see anyone's faces. It looks like stock footage and no one's applauding. <laughs> um, he has the black cube with it. And 
then he's like, I found out that there's been a conspiracy of uh-huh. money, layoffs, and greed. And then it cuts yep. to like a corporate guy, and he's like, yes, that's all I cared about, money, layoffs, and greed. And then he yeah. raises a gun to his temple right. and blows his fucking brains out. <laughs> it's like, oh, good, he learned his lesson. What's he doing with that gun? Oh, God. And, and then it's like the sequence in The Dark Knight where the Joker's guys kill a bunch of people in town one after another, and it's just like every dude in town who's a, a part of this conspiracy just a bunch of random people we've never seen in the movie before kill themselves one by one like a yep. councilwoman uh, asphyxiates herself to death with her car uh, in the uh-huh. garage uh, the, this one dude he like he's a wall street broker who just happens to be there yeah shouldn't he be on wall street he said he was a wall street broker oh well he slits his own wrists in a bathtub they all kill themselves brutally for the president of the bank the president of the bank in all of their rented suits uh they all (laughs) kill themselves it's like a boss rush in a video game but it's a suicide rush it's Um, uh it's insane it's very insane and also it's like these people are, uh, are going to get replaced with other shitty people. Like, I don't think... <laughs> like, Someone tries second... to shoot him. Someone tries to snipe him. And then that yeah. person gets shot. But it's unclear By who? who shot them. It's I assume unclear. it's the neighbor's wife who's just, like, trigger happy now. Getting she ready. was trying to shoot a car and she ended up shooting the sniper from miles She's away. She's mad she didn't get into hard ticket for Hawaii because that's really uh, her jam. She would have been perfect in that. She, she was almost good. identical yeah. to the, the, the main... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a remake of Hard Ticket to Hawaii with the blonde women from this movie. <laughs> yeah, it'd be um, on Pornhub too, probably. Yeah, well, that's basically the movie. It ends with Neil Breen screaming, "Act now! Act now!" at the audience, as if he's trying to give a, a cue for everyone to rise up against the government and corporations. We're never. Given they learn a- their lesson and then they kill themselves, right. which I guess it all works out. Ch- doesn't change anything. <laughs> no, yeah, it all works out. We, we can, before solving the problems we created, uh, we're just going to kill ourselves. So <laughs> it's a lot faster. Um, and yeah, that's it. Then he walks away into the field where they had a magical day, and that's the entire. I thought movie. for sure they were going to fade away like the shaman lady, like the shaman therapist. I thought for sure it was going to be like a slow fade. Well, the, like the ghost does show up again, and it sort of winks yeah. at the camera, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the movie. So, uh, Jack, what did you what did you think overall? And where does this movie rank amongst all of them that we've seen? So far. I mean, it's not. I would say this is my favorite after Sonic the Hedgehog because I actually <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure, sure. So you think uh, it's better than Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Uh, um, maybe it's like the same. I feel like there was points. It's like the same where I got bored towards the end, and then the end was crazy, so I liked it again. <laughs> yeah, I got bored at the three quarter point my first time yeah. through. This time, I was so obsessed with trying to track the magical realism that I was like, uh, "This did, is the best part." Did you part. track it though? <laughs> yeah, the cube gives know. him powers. It saves uh-huh. him. Then it warns him that bad guys are coming, and then okay. it saves him again. The cube. Huh? It's a right. story about the cube. They should have called it the cube. So uh, I like, Jack, I like it, Cube. We should just watch Cube. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it. So, Jack, could you please explain for the listeners what the fateful findings were? Oh, the fateful findings were the government and business corruption, I believe. Uh, Incorrect. The fateful findings were not just the government secrets he hacked, but also the, the, the very fateful finding of the magic box under the mushroom at the beginning. Uh, and maybe okay. the yeah. other yeah. fateful yeah. finding was okay. finding his lost lady love after all this time. And perhaps another fateful <laughs> finding was finding your bre- best friend dead and rubbing yourself in his blood. And so there's a lot of fateful... Okay. The fatefulest of findings <laughs> is your topless underage uh, neighbor daughter in your pool and then bathtub all very faithful oh i faithfully found my wife has od'd after i just cheated on her deal breaker sorry honey. we're done findings not finding faithful findings there's a bunch of i I feel like we've celebrated breeds giving in style for once and i'm just so happy that uh, all of our listeners could join us we hope you have a very small gatherings and not covid delicious 
Uh, is that COVID delicious? Is that a phrase? <laughs> no, uh, I don't think that works. Uh, we hope you don't have a COVID delicious time. Um, I think that you have a ha- you should have a happy holidays. We'll be back with a Christmas uh, special sometime in December. It's going to be really huge. Lots of cameos for longtime listeners. So you're going to enjoy that. Uh, anything else to say, Jack? No, I guess uh, happy Breensgiving. And do you actually, do we have any food or is that, was that, uh, we don't that, have any food? Uh, we have some pork rinds that I've been keeping heated. So they okay. taste like meat. Uh, I put them underneath the heater here and uh, they are mine. So, okay. But we can get you some from the Circle K. So right, I might just but, go to Arby's then. Uh, yeah, you don't, don't mention me if, uh, if you do go to Arby's, because I did go in there shirtless earlier, and there was a hullabaloo. Um, <laughs> hmm. I might have said, like Neil Breen, I am Christ. And uh, where's my Breen's giving discount? Is where's that what my you probably... Breen's giving discount? I did say <laughs> that. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, that's all for us for this time. So have a wonderful holiday season. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Bunker Brothers. I'm Matt Shore. I played Brian. That was Mike Kolar as Jack. I always forget that guy's name. Hey, you guys stay safe, happy, and healthy out there. We'll be back with a holiday special coming soon. And, uh, yeah, if you want to buy some mugs or shirts from our shop, that would really help us out because we're broke and need to buy gifts for each other. So have a happy holidays until we talk to you next. Love you all for listening. Bye-bye.